0: The Extra Mile Podcast. Welcome to the Extra Mile Podcast. In this podcast, we follow the progress of fellow runners across the globe as they train for 5Ks, 10Ks, half or full marathons. Visit our website at www.theextramilepodcast.com and send us your email or audio files at theextramilepodcastgmail.com. At
1: Welcome to episode 217 of the Extra Mile Podcast. How's everyone doing? This is obviously going to be our last episode before the Thanksgiving Day holiday. So I'll start by saying, those of you in the U.S., happy Thanksgiving. And uh, I think we'll get a submission or two surrounding that topic. But suffice to say that I'm very, very thankful. To have all of you and count you all as my friends. This will be a shorter than usual episode, I think. Probably coming in at I don't know, around an hour or so. I haven't done all the the production I need to do to get a good idea about that. But so if if you'd rather feel um, feel welcome to put this on stop and use it during your turkey trot if you're gonna run one of those. So let me start this episode. By the way, I'm gwinning, so you might hear a beep here or there. I'm probably gonna try to make an effort to pause during those short run intervals. Let me start this episode with some housekeeping. For those of you so inclined, You'll notice there are donuts and bagels and some juice and coffee in the back of the room. The restrooms for you women is to the back of the room, turn left at the hallway, and you'll see the restrooms down the hallway. Um, For you men, you'll be able to look around and find the closest tree. Let me go into the layout a little bit of this episode. I'm going to start, as I typically do, with the good stuff. I'm going to begin with submissions from the Extra Mile Lovables, we'll get some training and race updates as we always do, maybe a life update here or there. Uh, Like I said, maybe a little bit on the Thanksgiving topic, and even a BHAG update. And maybe even some completely off the topic college football talk. And really, that's just there because it's my podcast and you have a fast forward button. Then, after that, is a special treat. I'm gonna have an update from a very, very special guest that I promise you, you will not want to miss then only after all of the good stuff and our special guest I will end the show like I always do and play our exit music and send you all on your merry way. Only after all of that and I've given you all fair warning and the opportunity to save yourselves will I come back and chat a little bit about a health update of my own. Now, I would suggest you do something way more productive with your time, like maybe stare at yourself in the mirror or maybe make a TikTok video, those are fun. Maybe just sit around thinking about being productive and then not being productive or my favorite, Just watch and comment about the weather. So, now that you have the layout of the episode and you have been forewarned, let's get to the good stuff. And we may or may not chat after that. Y'all enjoy your
2: extra mile. Ah, good. What are we? Afternoon. Okay. Uh, Take two. Good afternoon, Extra Milers. This is Sandy. And Gary. And we are deep into a tunnel in Snoqualmie, Washington. Well, actually, Hayek, Washington, at Snoqualmie Summit. Um, Tomorrow is the day of the Cascade Super Ultra 50k which was my b-hag you have anything to say about that uh, Woo-hoo. Ooh, yes. yeah let, let's let, keep the excitement ooh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah yeah we'll keep we'll keep them thinking that we're doing it but are we doing it no no sadly we are not doing it no b-hag it was a big Perry audacious for me goal, but it was not to be met this year. So, you know, you may have seen, I think I wrote about this, I don't know, maybe a month ago, six weeks ago, that I had to abandon my BHAG since um, I had a super flare-up of hip bursitis, so it couldn't seem to be... Um, made any better by medication or all my PT which I was very religiously trying to do I was going to the gym and all the stuff Um, it kept flaring up and uh, we got our runs our long runs up to 19 miles which that was a fun run wasn't it babe
3: oh it was so fun
2: (laughs) it was fun you know but I didn't think it was so horrible
4: no it was good run yeah
2: it was it was and of course if any of you know anything about us we like to finish those fun runs with the celebration of brunch and booze (laughs) or at least a mimosa so, lots of fun. Oh, that too, I think we had a margarita. Yes. I think we did. I think we did have a margarita because th- th- we felt like the salt would be just the electrolytes that we needed after, I think our bikers are coming, are So, the tunnel that we're in is a two-mile tunnel through a mountain. It used to be a train tunnel, and we have um, headlamps on. Um, We weren't exactly sure how to use them, but lots of fun. Um, When, you know, of course, how races are, we couldn't really get our money back. And we had our hotel up here and everything. So we decided to go ahead and volunteer. And they were offering a half price if we volunteered on another race. So I reached out to the race director and said, hey... If we volunteer, can we defer until next year? So my BHAG is deferred until next year. And we're planning on doing it, aren't we? Yeah. We are planning on building up from the ground up. I have a, an appointment this week with the orthopedist. Well, next Friday. And um, he's going to help me get my act together. Hopefully he's going to tell me what I can or can't do and how I should go about building it up. And if he doesn't, then I'm sorry, orthopedists around the world. I probably won't pay attention anyway, because I really, really want to accomplish this V-hag, And then I don't know, I'll be done. What do you think, hun? Do you think I'll be done? Nope. (laughs) And poor Gary, following right along, keeping me going. So here we are. Oh, here come some bikers in the tunnel they had a breakdown on the other side and we thought well I really wanted to do this tunnel because I thought it was going to be fun so I said let's just go walk the tunnel today and we're glad we did wouldn't you say that hon? (laughs) so glad (laughs) alright back on the road Um, because we know what to expect now what what will we expect in the tunnel darkness (laughs) lots of darkness (laughs) and also (laughs) wetness lots of drippy wetness And cold, cold gloves will be needed. But do you notice that even now it doesn't feel so cold? No, yeah, funny. At the what, west end, would that be the west end of the tunnel? Um, it's a lot warmer than the east end. Even approaching it on the, on the sunny trail, you could just feel the cold start happening. I don't know, about a quarter mile away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, lots of fun. Okay so extra milers. That's why I've kind of been dropped out. Uh, in the meantime, Gary sent me back to work. He's like, enough retirement for you. We couldn't even do the burden hand if you're going to just be sitting around. So back to work I went. Of course, since we went, I went back to work, now I can't do the burden hand because <laughs> I'm, I'm working at school. <laughs> burden hand is the week after school starts. But I have money, so maybe next year we'll get to meet up. Maybe spring break and Jeffs, the JD, will match up and we can meet up there. So I hope you're all going for BHAGs. I think, Tommy, I think you're running a 50K tomorrow. You go, girl. I know you can do this. And now you've got your little one, how sweet. And we can say, running grandma's rock. And so you go, Tommy. Um, All of you go. Get a couple extra miles in for us. Because mine are very limited miles right now on trails um, near my work. On the way to work, usually. I'm just walking. Until my orthopedist tells me how to get this leg into shape. So, have a great day. Go out there and have, run an extra mile. How do you say that? How do they close that off?
5: Run an um, extra mile for us.
2: <laughs> sorry, we're, we're in a tunnel. My brain's not working. <laughs> Bye, oh, this is Sandy. And Gary. (laughs) signing off from the Pacific Northwest, and deep inside the tunnel at Snoqualmie Summit. Adios. Bye-bye.
6: Well, hello, Kevin and all you extra milers. This is Just Plain Dave, calling in from the capital city of Providence, Rhode Island, checking in with a training update. I am exactly eight days away from the Marine Corps Marathon in our nation's capital, and... I've had a pretty good training cycle. Really, very little to complain about. I—I uh, I don't know if you can hear it right now, but I'm out in the drizzly rain on a cool-down walk with my best brown canine. She's a great sidekick, and I guess my thought today is how every run should have a purpose, and sometimes that purpose is enjoying the run. And so, yesterday. I went out and did one mile repeats that was gonna be my last high intensity run before the race next week and i was a little sluggish a little low energy when i started but man going out and trying to hit those one mile intervals at about a minute faster than race pace was really good work and the first one was kind of hard and then i settled into them and uh I I had planned to do six. I ended up doing five at that one-minute faster-than-race pace because when I left my house, it was 60 degrees and gray. And so I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt. And for the last, oh, in the middle of the fourth rep, it started to rain. And in the start of the fifth one-mile repeat, it started to pour. And it was chilly. And so the temperature dropped from like 60 to 48 and heavy rain, and I was cold. So in that last rep, I just started heading home and realized that <laughs> I was not prepared for a soggy run. Um, and so that was yesterday. And about a week ago, same thing. I did 10 by one mile repeats. Felt great. But then you know what I also did? A super easy 20 mile run. And it was just, I mean, easy as in pace. It was just comfortable and like steady as you go, keeping that heart rate rate in the kind of low high two to low three heart rate zone it was just great and then today a little shakeout after yesterday's more intense workout i went out for a six mile loop around the city of providence down by the providence river and the seekonk river where they meet up and i got to see a great blue heron um, a couple of canada geese got up up nice and close Um, some cormorants and seagulls and ducks And so every time I saw a cool bird, I stopped for a photo op and said, you know what? Today's run is about enjoying nature, even if it's urban nature. And uh, yeah, so I just realized that what, what each run was about was about something different. Yesterday was hard work and putting in intensity, and today was about relaxing and enjoying and going nice and easy, about a minute per mile slower than goal race pace. So I hope you are all well. I hope you're nailing your goal races. It is so exciting to hear about people running Berlin and Chicago, and hopefully we get to hear soon about the New York City Marathon. So many folks out doing their big, big adventures. So if you are in Washington, D.C., I will do my best to look, up, look you up and connect. And otherwise, I'll do a race report post-Marine Corps. Have a joyful day, and if you have a chance, take your brown dog for a walk out in the rain. Happy trails, my friends, and enjoy your extra mile.
7: Hey there, Kevin and all you extra milers. This is JD, and this is a training update. So I'm happy to tell you I have now completed two, yes, two weeks of training. I know, doesn't sound like much, does it? But... And I believe I've mentioned this already before, but in case I didn't, uh, the day after bird in hand, so way, way back in the beginning of September, uh, I got sick um, the day after bird in hand. And so I was at a commission for two weeks uh, as I recuperated from that. And then I had a cough that really just did not want to go away for another two weeks. So I did run a little, but it wasn't consistent, maybe two days a week at most. Um, And so, yeah, um, to be able to say that I have done two complete weeks of running makes me very, very happy. But also, because I have started a new training plan, um, I do believe I mentioned this before, I am essentially just swapping out pace as the goal for a run, uh, and uh, substituting uh, heart rate. So you know, instead of saying I'm going to go out for a run today for we'll say three miles and I want to maintain a nine minute per mile pace, uh, instead I'm going out for the same distance, three miles, uh, but I want to maintain a uh, zone three for a heart rate. A um, couple reasons I'm doing that. One um, you know, uh, hitting a particular pace is fine, uh, all well and good. Um, but it, there are a number of things that can keep you from hitting a pace. Uh, and Of course, not being healthy, not being rested, and not being hydrated, All right, or any combination of those three um, will prevent you from hitting a particular pace goal. But your heart is going to do what it's going to do. So if you're not healthy, not rested, and not hydrated as well as you should be, well, your heart rate's going to hit a higher heart rate zone a lot quicker right? than it would be if you were in great shape. And so it's a way to go out, say I'm doing a zone three run, do a zone three run, which may not be as quick as it normally would be because I'm a little under the weather, but I can at least say I did what I wanted to do. Whereas, you know, you go out and you say I want to hit a nine minute mile run um, and you don't and you miss it. Uh, You kind of come back feeling a little bit bummed because you couldn't hit it. But maybe you couldn't hit it because, you know, it's been a stressful couple of weeks. uh, Or maybe you didn't sleep very well. You know, something that if that were corrected, you would have been fine. So um, that's what I'm doing. I am journaling this down. So I have some data so I can see if... uh, you know, I notice any patterns. And from there, you know, we'll see what we'll see. But uh, I'm not a big one for journaling. So the fact that I am journaling this, and it's really literally just date, time, distance, heart rate, you know, um, not any particular uh, text. It's all basically numbers. Um, But this way I can look back after a couple of weeks of this, and we'll see what we'll see. And I will... Report my findings if there are any to you in a uh, subsequent um, submission. But very happy to be out. Very happy to be out running consistently. Um, Five days a week is what I'm doing. So um, somewhere between what I was doing for uh, Customized and what I did for Hanson's. When I did Hanson's, if you're not familiar, Hanson's will have you run six days a week. Um, So... One day more than I was running for Customized. Uh, one day less than I was doing when I did Hansen's uh, earlier in the year. So that's where I'm at. Um race that I am training for right now is the Savannah River um, Bridge Run. Uh, also known as the Talmage Bridge. Uh, and I'm doing something called the Double Pump, which is a 15K. So it's a little shuttle bus to the opposite bank run back into town turn around back over the bridge back to where i started turn around come back over the bridge one last time um for a 15k and then when i'm done nice 15k medal and i also paid a little bit extra for the premier post-race package which means uh, i have my own beverage i have my own food um I have my own alcoholic beverage, should I choose to imbibe and that afterwards. Uh, and probably more important than anything else, um, I have my own set of uh, porta Johns when I'm done. I don't need to fight with everybody else's porta It's just, you know, mine and everybody else have paid for the uh, VIP package porta Plus, there are after race massages. Um in the vip area don't know if they're in the non-vip area as well but you know we get our own masseuse either way so kind of cool um i did that when i did um little rock when i did the little rock marathon i paid for the vip plan and i'm here to tell you vip plans if assuming you can afford it Um, are really really nice If you can treat yourself to a vip plan definitely do that Uh, i bring that up because of course in the spring there's a race that a number of you will probably be doing and that's of course uh jeff galloway's half marathon which as i understand has a vip package so i would definitely say if you're going to that race and you can afford the vip package vip packages are really very cool um so uh, I would definitely spend the extra money if you could um, to have uh, a little extra, you know, stuff with the race that other runners are not going to be getting. So it's, it's very cool. Uh, speaking of Jeff Galloway in the spring, I am hopefully going to be making it. Um, basically, I have a huge project at work. Um, And I'm going to be very much in the middle of that project uh, in the middle of March when Jeff has his run now. Um, So uh, I definitely will not be getting any time off. Uh, In the past, I've been able to go and, uh, you know, arrive on the Friday, leave on the Monday, so make it a really long weekend. Won't be able to do that. So if I am coming, it'll literally be hop on a plane Saturday morning, fly to Atlanta, go to the Expo, do whatever else I'm going to do Saturday, go to bed, wake up, run, come back to the hotel, shower quickly, hop in the a, a MARTA train and go right back to the airport and fly back home, all in you know the space of 48 hours. So it'll be a quick weekend if I come. But um, I do know some folks uh, from up here who are very seriously thinking about coming down. I will let them announce for themselves, uh, but uh, uh, if it turns out this way, um, South Central Pennsylvania will be very well represented in uh, in in um, Atlanta. So, uh, so there it is. But that's all I got. Um, won't make this too terribly long. Uh, I'm on vacation, and I have other things I want to get done today. But I did want to put a little shout out here for you folks, in case Kevin decides to do a pre-Thanksgiving episode so until then uh be well be safe um want to just give a little quick shout out to all the folks who ran and completed the marine corps marathon which happened yesterday as of this recording so to all of you a very hearty oorah uh and of course always enjoy your extra mile
4: so hello kevin Carlos here, just recording a quick submission for you. Thanks for the shout-out about submissions. I'm just in the process of starting my run today in the Forest of Fun. I'm going to be running eight kilometres precisely, five miles in US terms. I'm thankful on this Thanksgiving weekend or prior to the Thanksgiving weekend in the States. I'm not sure when the show will drop, but uh, we've already had our Thanksgiving in Canada. We had it at the beginning of last month. What I'm thankful for and have been for most of my adult life is the ability to be able to cook. That is something that my mother instilled in me from an early age. I used to watch her a lot cooking at home when I was a teenager. She also showed me how to make apple pie so that she could take a well-earned break once in a while and soak in the tub. So on Sundays, I would bake the pie, she would have a bath, and uh, for that I'm grateful because I learnt the beauty of cooking at my mother's knee, so to speak. I was more like a teenager at the time, actually, but uh, cooking has been a real pleasure for me ever since. I've cooked for almost 60 years now. Pretty much all the food I eat I cook for myself. One great thing that happened having learnt the skill of cooking was finding a wife who appreciated being cooked for. I guess if you asked her what she was grateful for it would be the fact that I was grateful for having learnt how to cook at an early age. So my mother is one of my saving spirits. My father, also having passed many years ago, he installed on all us three boys the importance of languages. We learnt Spanish from hearing it every day as children growing up in a bilingual household. I'm now running in the forest of fun, heading towards Blankensop Road. I have to cross the foothills of Peacall's Mount Douglas. It is raining a little bit now. Hopefully not too much so that I can record a video podcast later on on this run. My father insisted that my mother never spoke English to me or to him. So we always heard constant dialogue in Spanish. He didn't much care if we answered him in English, much to the amusement of our friends, who would only understand half of the conversation whenever they came visiting. But this way, my ear has never lost its ability to make instant translation into English from most European languages so that's another thing that I am thankful for so basically what I'm saying is I'm thankful for having been born to a couple of enlightened parents so hopefully you've all got good reasons to be thankful for the upcoming Thanksgiving show and are going to be sending your submissions to Mr Gwyn so this is the running jackal just about to start running again saying bye bye to you all from the mountain of joy in the forest of fun heading towards Blenkinsop Road on a drippy show day Bye-bye.
8: Hi, Extra Milers. It's Katie from Houston. Hello. I saw Kevin shout out for a quick message. So just a quick life update. I see the last time I recorded an update was on June 4th um, when I was talking about running the Marine Corps Marathon and the burden hand. But um, tendinopathy got in my way shortly after that long run. And so uh, I stopped training. Um, which in some ways and respects, I guess was a good thing because I, I lost my husband unexpectedly in, um, in early August. And so, um, I didn't spend two, three, four hours on a Saturday every other week, um, getting my miles in. I spent it with him anyway, I hope all is uh, well with everybody would just, um, ask for your continued prayers and thoughts and, um, hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving in the US outside the US. Well, you can be thankful as well. Have a great have a great rest of the year and uh, hopefully I'll be running again in 2024
9: Hey Kevin and you extra mile podcast listeners. this is uh, Chris, your old friend with a little bit of an update or two. Because I saw Kevin calling for updates, so I will chime in. I missed the last couple because I just wasn't paying attention. You know, we're all busy, but uh, I am up here in New England where it's cold and it's getting colder. So anyhow, the update is I uh, successfully trained for and ran the Marine Corps Marathon and. I did do a bit of a race report. Uh, It's on my podcast feed at Run Run Live, if you want to listen to that. I've started rebooting the Run Run Live podcast. I'm not going to be as structured or (laughs) as intense as I was before, because I just don't have the time for it, but I am going to go through a lot of the details of how I managed to train around uh, my bad knee. And get to the starting line at Marine Corps, and then uh, if you want to listen to the day I had, the you know the quick summary is I ran the race I trained for, which I didn't really um, have a, you know I didn't have an Olympic training cycle, so I got what I what I trained for, which you know wasn't awful, but it wasn't great. Uh, it was a bit of a hot day. I think just the nature of that race is there's a lot of first timers and a lot of back of the packers so the heat has a outsized impact on that race um but yeah that's what i did man and i finished it was a bit of a slog but i finished um but the the big win there was getting to the starting line (laughs) frankly not getting to the finish line so yeah like i said i'm rebooting the run run live podcast if you want to go download it and subscribe i moved it to a different host and i'm in the process of uh uploading all the back episodes 500 episodes some cool stuff it's kind of fun to see old friends when i'm going through the the history and digging in my files so hope everybody's having a great fall um make sure to sign up for your local turkey trot so you can justify eating all that food and uh we'll see you out there
6: well hello Kevin and all you extra Milers. This is just plain Dave from the capital city of Providence, Rhode Island, calling in with a race report. I recently ran the Marine Corps Marathon 50k in our nation's capital Washington DC, starting and finishing at the Pentagon over in Arlington, Virginia. It's a great race. I think it deserves to be a bucket list race. One of those ones that you really want to go and see and experience. There's about 25,000 runners total in the marathon. Approximately 1,300 did the 50 kilometer version and it is a great race. It's actually a relatively fast course uh, for a 50K. Of course, it was my first road 50K. So when everything else is either on trails or mountains, it's really hard to compare. Um, I will cut to the chase and say that I ran some pretty good times. Um, If you heard anything about this race already, you probably heard that the weather conditions were unusually warm and humid for the last weekend in October. Though I chatted with other folks who have done the race before and they're like, it's always kind of warm. But the humidity was really unusual. It was really really muggy it kind of misted and rained on us a little bit as if the air was sweating like it just it never rained enough to make anyone feel cool just kind of moisture falling out of the air and so it really just demonstrated that the humidity was was very high for the day um, and so regardless of your pace you were probably sweating buckets as soon as early as you <laughs> there's like a hill at mile three and you're going up that hill thinking no nope, we're working hard already and we get a long way to go so uh, set a PR in the fifty k very happy with that four hours and thirty six minutes um, but again road road PR is different than trail and mountain so i 'm happy with it, but i can 't complain or i can 't compare to other stuff. Um, it was crowded, so many people. one of the other interesting things is that they have the fifty k folks start about forty five minutes before the marathoners and um, and then we do a five-mile kind of extra out and back. And so when we are at mile nine, we merge back in with the marathon runners when they are at mile four. And then we finish the next 22 miles together. And so you're just in a crowd of people the whole time, which is very unusual for me. I've never had that experience at an ultra And fairly unusual for a road marathon, I think, I think it would have gone more smoothly if they had done more of a, of a wave start with people in corrals and then kind of creating a slight delay, you know, just two or three or four minutes between the corrals to kind of spread folks out. It was uh, a little crowded. Um, it didn't, certainly didn't slow me down. And uh, there's different ways to approach a race like this, especially on a warm weather day. And the smart person, the person who listens to their coach, the person who follows the guidance of experienced runners like Jeff Galloway says, oh, the weather is warmer than you want. You know, it's 70, 72 to 75 was the high temperature during the day. Um, you know, add a a minute per mile to your goal pace and enjoy your day, right? So if you're going to run a nine-minute pace, no, make that 10 and you will enjoy the day and have a really good experience. The other way to go is to say, you know what, I trained all year for this. I'm going to just... Run at my goal pace and just see how long I can hang on. And so that's what I did. I did the stupid approach. I did the try hard for a time, even though that time means nothing to anyone besides myself. And uh, so I just was with the group that was going to run a four hour and 30 minute 50k. So let's just say our goal pace was between like 820 to 830 minutes per mile. And I just worked my tail off and I did pretty well. I actually maintained that pace pretty closely for the first 24, 25 miles and had a really good strong marathon split. Um, but then after mile 27, those last five miles, man, I was at my edge and I knew it. And so I, uh, I slowed down a little bit. I added a couple walk breaks throughout my running strategy was to run all the time and walk at the water stations because um, they were roughly every two miles. And so it was just a really good, consistent break. And, uh, but no, I was, I was on my limit for the last five miles. And so I added a couple extra walk breaks, took in as much water, electrolyte and fuel as I could. And when I finished, I was absolutely toast. I was just an empty tank at the end of the, at the finish line. So I had a good day. My result was fine and respectable and I'm happy with it, but, uh, but I ran the, try really hard until you can't anymore approach Um, but no complaints so that is the short version of my marine corps marathon 50k oh the other thing i like to highlight there were lots of friends there i had 10 friends from my rhode island running club that were down doing either the 50k or the marathon um our friend chris russell was there another friend of mine eric from cape cod and uh and a shout out to my other friends danny and zoe who gave me a place to stay so i could uh, save some money on hotel while I was down there. It was really great. So anyway, really great weekend with people that I know and like and enjoy spending time with because, you know, 25,000 friends is the best way to spend a weekend. So that is my recap. I hope you're well. This is Just Plain Dave from the capital city of Providence, Rhode Island. Happy trails, my friends, and enjoy your extra mile.
3: Greetings, Kevin, and fellow Extra Bible Podcast listeners. Old Jim from South of the Council, Let's check it in. I see that Kevin put the call out for uh, what, he, what he deemed a short episode uh, for uh, Thanksgiving uh, here in the U.S. of A. So I thought I would take this opportunity to try to do a little short submission. Uh, today, I believe, is the 13th of November, Monday, the 13th, and I just finished an 8.7-mile run on the old Wabash Trace Trail where I do all my running. Ran my usual hill route, went uh, south halfway, turned around, came back uh, for 8.7. Beautiful morning, 32 degrees Full sun, not a cloud in the sky, no wind, just beautiful. Dressed just about perfectly for it. Uh, it's a good run, I think. It was a. I'm not sure what it. I have to check check the data here. Hang on. Okay, uh, a nine o nine average pace, and uh, got to be pleased with that at this stage of the of the game i think mile eight clicked in at an 840 so very pleased to be able to do that and actually <clears throat> today's run felt really good i mean i i've had a lot of aches and pains here of late i don't know if it's just 48 plus years of running or age or a combination of both which it very well could be uh but, uh, you know, having some aches and pains and in, in the knees that I've had to deal with. Oh, I'll grab my banana, eat my post-run banana. <sighs> Shut the door here. Okay. So, it uh, <clears throat> felt really good. So, after the first mile, that's kind of when I take inventory to see how I'm feeling and And then I decide if it's going to be a little more effort or a little less effort. So felt good today after the first mile and uh, went ahead and kicked it up a notch or two, finished strong, uh, feel good. But I think the theme of the uh, episode was what are you thankful for? Well, I guess I should be thankful for... uh, this is finishing my 48th year of running. I started in 1975. So next year will be 49. So thankful that I'm able to still be doing what I'm doing at 72-plus years of age. Uh, yeah, very thankful that I'm able to do this. Uh nothing to do with me same old same old, old boring gym try to run three days a week try to bike three days a week all the biking's of course inside now this time of year it's just too cold to ride a bike outside so it's uh <clears throat> it's on the spin bike downstairs catching up on recorded shows uh outside running still uh kind of in my mind i have a lower limit of about 19 degrees if it gets less than 19 I may head down to the treadmill, but so far this year, I've or fall anyway, I've uh, managed to get them all in outside. So uh, this whole week is just beautiful. So there won't be any duck hunting for old Jim this week. Uh, hell, the ducks are probably still in Canada. It's going to be mid to upper 60s, almost touch 70 here in a few days. So you can't uh, you can't beat that if you're a runner. You hate it if you're a duck hunter. Uh, I've been keeping up with everybody on the Facebook group page, uh, seeing their uh, their runs, or lack thereof for some people. Uh, injury reports, keeping up with all that. Carlos the Jackal, he uh, went international on us, flew across the pond and was doing his outings over there in europe that was nice to read about that and see some pictures uh i think kevin also alluded to in this episode he was going to be giving us some health updates so i'm uh, guessing he's going to be telling us about that afib that creeped back into his life here recently and i think the last uh Last that he said was that he was going to do the ablation, have the ablation technique done. So we'll see. Uh, maybe he's had that done, and he'll give us a report. Anyway, I hope all is well with that issue, Kevin, and that you get it resolved so you can do the things you want to do. Now, Kevin, also, we've got to talk about college football uh we won't talk about nebraska even though they're getting close to maybe getting to go to a bowl game if they can manage to hold on to the ball but what about that team to the north i won't say the name because i know it's not allowed on this podcast but uh you know here we've got this team from the north with that spook of a coach wears the glasses and the khaki pants And uh, it appears that his staff was out there uh, videotaping games and stealing signals. Uh, They did have an article in the local rag here about the guy, that guy named Stallion. He did actually buy a lot of tickets to a lot of Nebraska games. And I guess they've got this guy on, on film... Filming and people with him filming the opposite sidelines. So there you go There's no question that it happened. There's no question. They're just not right Okay, Blake
10: and Jenna I believe you guys are assigned to the yeah, Ohio State Penn State game So you'll sit up on opposite sides of the field filming each team's sidelines stealing their signals from when Michigan plays them later in the year you guys got your tickets? Got my cash ready so that I can buy a ticket off a scalper outside the stadium so that it's an untraceable transaction. Those tickets cost hundreds of dollars and we need the SkyMiles. So go ahead and book it with this Michigan branded Amex card with my legal birth name on it. Don't forget to go through the team's official ticketing website and make sure that receipt goes to videoespionage Department at umich.edu just in case we get on it. And you still want those tickets to be in full view of the stadium surveillance cameras, right? Of course. Now you guys got your cameras, right? I thought we could try this, a 4K pinhole camera burrowed into the Ohio State logo on this hat. I can already tell there's not a servo zoom lens on that thing, so let's just keep using the regular camera we always use. Let's not reinvent the wheel here, people. Oh, and what's with the clothes, guys? We thought it would be better to wear the other team's colors so that we blend in with the people we're sitting with. Why don't we leave the thinking to the man with football signal stealer listed on his public-facing LinkedIn page and keep wearing the official department t-shirts, okay? We've built a brand here, people, and I expect you to respect it.
3: So hopefully, Kevin, your Buckeyes will be able to pull off the win when they play that team from the north. I, you know, I will be rooting for your team. I know, I'm not a big, a big uh, Buckeye or that team from the north fan, but uh, in in your case, I do pay attention and I do uh, root for your team when they need to win the big one. So that's that. That's football. I guess that is about it. Uh, eat my banana, drink some water, go home, take a shower, work the crossword puzzle, probably fall asleep. <laughs> That's my day. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't do a lot. Everybody, stay safe. Everybody, train smart. Avoid injuries at all costs. Good luck at any fall winter races. And it'll probably be a while before we have our next episode. Probably won't be until maybe Christmas time. So, everybody, we'll talk to you later. Old Jim, old boring Jim from South of Council Bus. I'm out of here. Bye. Hey, Kevin, as always, thanks for what you do to keep the old ship afloat. Uh, Trust me, we do appreciate it. See you later. Bye.
5: Hey, Kevin, all you extra milers. This is Nate from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, submitting my Thanksgiving gratitude report. I am so grateful for our host, Kevin, and also coach Chris and Jeff Galloway. Those guys have made such a big impact in my life. I've spent time with each of them, and I'm just so grateful for them and and how they've played such a huge part in my running journey. I got the opportunity many years ago to be a guinea pig for the Extra Mile podcast, and I was able to be one of three who got to try out the customized training before it was customized. And so now I get to show and share how I've learned so much in these many, many years. I had my Harrisburg Marathon that did not go uh, according to plan. Uh, not due to anything other than the fact that I fell early in the race, and it caused me to make a difficult decision to stop about halfway through. Um, it was a double looped course, and because I am trying to keep the long-term goal of running until I'm a hundred in mind more so than getting a specific race achievement or getting a PR. I just really it was very difficult to do that i'm not even sure how i i made that decision um, in that moment but as i look back i don't look at it as a dnf but as me prioritizing my long-term ability to run i know that for me running is not just physical it is so much mental because i really go to running and walking to help me mentally. Um, As a therapist, I love being able to get out in the middle of the day to go for a walk. And this running community has been so important in my life. And I love being able to see and meet you guys at the races especially bird in hand and jeff galloway's half marathon and i just have learned so much through sharing what i've experienced and getting questions from you guys and also just asking questions and interacting with you on social media and um it's just been such a great experience and i just really appreciate each of you Uh, another cool thing that happened during my run this my walk this afternoon was that i completed the the Run the year challenge of 2023 20, miles in the year. So that was a really cool accomplishment that all it took was just getting out there uh, almost daily to go for my runs or, or and or run walks um, and being able to just get out there and enjoy being outside. So I'm so grateful for this community and how Jeff Galloway's run walk run has given me so much joy and even when things did not go according to plan for my race that I can, it's just really not about, it's not just about running, it's a lifestyle, this supportive group of friends, and you guys are such a huge encouragement to me. And so I would encourage you to consider how much this running community has given to you. I hope you have a blessed time with your family And um, I'm just so grateful for each of you. And I can't wait to see some of you out at Jeff Galloway's Half Marathon. And I also look forward to seeing many of you at uh, Bird in Hand in September. You guys enjoy your extra mile. Take care. Nate from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania.
1: So there you go. Episode 217 of the Extra Mile podcast. Good stuff, huh? So now, as promised, I'd like to throw in here a very special update from a very special friend. And in the way of an introduction, I think you all probably know, I know we've chatted about it before, that we started this podcast back in June of 2007. And one of the three people who helped start that podcast was my good, good friend Nigel from Staffordshire in the UK. Nigel at the time had an extremely popular and very, very good podcast called Running from the Reaper. It is without a doubt, it may be my favorite. It's certainly in the top two or three podcasts of all time, um, in my opinion. As a quick introduction, I thought I'd let you all hear Nigel's very, very first submission from episode number one in June of 2007. And then Nigel was kind enough to send us um, a recent update just from a couple of weeks ago on how things are going in his life. And for those of you who don't know or have not heard Nigel, but listen to this podcast, I'm pretty sure you will recognise his voice.
11: Well hello from the UK. This is Nigel from Staffordshire in the UK. And uh, this is my first entry for the and the new podcast I'm gonna be taking part in. Uh, It's called the Extra Mile Podcast. And, uh, as this is my first entry, I just want to tell you a little bit about the event that I'm training for. It's obviously the uh, Worldwide Half Marathon, the Fidipidations Worldwide Half Marathon, which is taking, part, taking place in October 2007. I'm actually going to be running on the weekend of the 7th of October. I can't actually find the local event for the uh, 14th, so I'm going to be doing the Congleton Half Marathon. Which is uh, not too far from where I live, and uh, it's the event I actually did last year, so I'm, uh, looking forward to repeating that and uh, maybe even beat my time from last year. The actual course that I'll be doing is quite an undulating course, I remember from last year, and it's got a particularly nasty hill, at 12 miles, which uh, gives rise to the name The Sting in the Tail, which is the name of the race. But uh, it's a really good event, well organised last year. So uh, looking forward to taking part in that again. I've been looking through the training schedules for the various uh, training tracks that are posted up on the World Wide Half website. And I've decided to go for the uh, intermediate or advanced track. I'm not 100% certain yet. Just need to do a bit of modification on some of the mileages. The mileages are slightly lower than I would normally go for. So I'm probably gonna be uh, doing much longer Sunday runs and a few extra miles during the week. But definitely concentrating on the uh, speed work and the interval work that's in there because that's an area that I'm particularly weak on. And I think that uh, sticking to that uh, training regime last year, incorporating the extra speed work, certainly paid big dividends on the day. And uh, I'm certainly a few pounds lighter than I was this time last year. And uh, the form's pretty good at the moment so if I can maintain this through the summer then uh, I'm really feeling pretty optimistic about my run in October as you may have heard from my podcast Running from the Reaper uh, I tend to run mostly down by the Trent and Mersey Canal here in Stoney, Staffordshire and other, the same will be true this year and uh, I'll hopefully be running on many more days like today it's a beautiful sunny June day when I'm running at the moment around about uh, 23 degrees centigrade, lots of ducks swimming up and down the canal. It's just a beautiful, beautiful day, anyhow. That's it for uh, this first update. I'm um, sure so I'll catch you again in the near future and let you know how the training's going. Bye for now.
12: Well, hello to all the extra milers, it's Nigel here from the uh, the old Running from the Reaper podcast from many years ago. And uh, uh, my good friend Tim advised me that uh, on a recent episode of the Extra Mile podcast, somebody had uh, given me a shout out and asked what I'm up to these days. Uh, so uh, just to check in and say hello. Um, if you listen to my podcast, it was uh, all about my trials and tribulations of running in the English countryside here in Staffordshire uh, in the UK and uh, I used to talk about my race reports from my uh, various uh, uh, races and, uh, and most of my time is spent training up and down the canal towpath here in Staffordshire. and. Uh, yeah, all these years later, I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still running up and down and walking up and down the canal towpath. Same path, same route, uh, but I just enjoy it out here so much. The the beautiful countryside and the wildlife. It uh, still I still enjoy it in- incredibly and. Uh, still here. I I gave up on the podcasting, it was uh, quite a bit of work and possibly not that interesting to a lot of people but uh, it was fun while it lasted so I am uh, not as active with the running as I used to be. I think uh, ravages of age have um, taken their toll a little bit. I tend to sort of run walk more than anything now. I just don't really have the time to dedicate to the Uh, training side of things as I would like but I'm still in good health and reasonable fitness and uh, uh, yeah still enjoying it as I say out here in the countryside seeing all the ducks and the swans and uh, all the other wildlife that's here. Um, I'm actually uh, coming up to my 60th birthday this Uh, this Christmas and I'm seriously toying with the idea of uh, going into either semi-retirement or full-time retirement uh, maybe first quarter of next year and uh, one of the things I really want to focus on when I finish is getting back to some uh, training and see if I can't get back to doing one or two um, races uh, from time to time. And really uh, focus on the sort of health and well-being side of things. I do occasionally do uh, some local park runs. I've got a couple of really nice uh, courses, and it's only 5k, and I can just around, just about stagger around one of those. So I still do those from time to time. But I'd love to do some 10k, maybe half marathon distances again but at this age you've got to get that training in otherwise you're going to get injured or worse. So uh, yeah, that's me. I think that's probably more than enough that most people want to hear but uh, glad to hear the Extra Mile podcast is still going strong and still got a loyal following and I hope you're all doing well with your training and running and uh, getting out there as regular as you can. Okay, it's been great to catch up. See you all again at some time in the future. Take care and bye for now.
4: So
1: there you go, episode 217 with some great submissions from some lovables and an update from my good, good friend, Nigel. I would like to thank everyone for the download. We don't take that lightly. Thank you very much. Thanks for telling your friends about this podcast and giving us... Any sort of five-star rating you can wherever you listen to your podcast. That really helps. Thank you so much for all the submissions. And, of course, a special thanks to my friend, Nigel. Check out the website at www.theextramilepodcast.com for the show notes. We also have a swag page with some really good quality running apparel. And you can find the website of Squish Bands, where you can order yourself or some loved ones a few Squish Bands as stocking stuffers. And lastly, before I send you on your merry way, please know that as I celebrate my Thanksgiving by eating 10 to 15 times more calories than I plan on burning that day, I will be thinking of how thankful I am to include each and every one of you among my friends. So until the next time, be thankful for what you've got and enjoy your extra mile.
0: Thanks for joining us on the Extra Mile Podcast. Please visit our website at www.theextramilepodcast.com to see the show notes for this episode of the podcast. You can email us with your feedback about the show at theextramodpodcast at gmail.com and if you'd like to send us your audio comments to let us know how your training is going then please send an audio file to theextramodpodcast at gmail.com We'd love to hear from you. Thanks very much for downloading the show and we look forward to joining you again soon on the next edition of the Extra Mod Podcast.
5: Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. But that
2: trick never worked.
5: This time for sure. Presto!
1: Well, I'm getting close.
2: And now it's time for another special feature.
1: Well, this is interesting. Now I can obviously see who the gluttons for punishment are. You few folks who have stuck around for a health update. And you notice I say health update. Normally I will say here's my training update. But this one's more of a health update with a training update thrown in kind of on the side, right? So, first of all, the update has to be discussed with the drop with the backdrop of this AFib stuff going on. You and I have spoken about this in the past, but just to recap for those of you who are new, I've had AFib for, geez, 10 plus years. I've had three cardio versions that put my heart right back in rhythm immediately. They're very easy, they're fast, and they work. But with me, they don't stick around. So about, after, my my, my most recent one was about six years ago, and I've been fat, dumb, and happy ever since. But about three months ago, it came back. And there's actually at least two, maybe more, there's at least two different kinds of AFib. And the kind I have is called Persistent AFib. And the name pretty much says it all my AFib, which by the way is an irregular heartbeat I've learned more about this than I ever wanted to besides the fact that your heart is an incredible muscle it's also a very intriguing and incredible electronic device so um, there is a part of the heart that sends I I know you guys in the medical field are going to cringe at this but I'm going to dummy this down um the part of the muscle or I mean the heart that sends actually sends an electrical signal across the heart and tells it to pump right so it's all electronics and in my example and in everybody's afib example there is a rogue electrical signal being sent that's telling the heart to pump at an inappropriate time. So, uh, mine's persistent, which means when I'm in AFib and when that electrical signal is being sent in error, it's being sent all the time. So, um, some folks have, I don't remember what it's called, but their AFib will come and go. I have a very close friend here um, on this podcast that has that kind, and was telling me that, and and he's not the only one, I read about this, when he goes into it, he's actually able to drink a very, very cold glass of water, and it sends his heart back into uh, normal rhythm. I know! Crazy, huh? So, But in any case, mine's there all the time. Right now, as I'm recording, I'm walking... What's my heart rate? 167 beats a minute. Anyway, that's it. So what's it mean for my exercise? And maybe more specifically for my running? Well, I'm still getting my coffee walks in in the morning, anywhere from three to five um, miles at the same pace I always did. And I can do all I want. I can do all the walking that I want. In the afternoons, and by the way, this is, I'm recording this in the afternoon, I do a lot of winning. Um Normally, I will gwin at a 30-second run and a 90-second walk, which is what I'm doing today. And although my runs are at a very, very slow pace, my heart still averages, right, averages with the Gwinning, anywhere from 150 to 160, and peaks during the runs in the low 170s. So first of all, if there are any of you out there who are concerned for my exercising at all, and uh, wondering if if I've lost my mind, I have, I now actually have two cardiologists. A cardiologist was never a doctor I wanted to have. You know, I want a. I want a good GP. I want a really good one, and I do have a really good one, but I never wanted to use the phrase, my cardiologist. But let me tell you what they both have said, and I want to put it into words that actually I found at a medical website, one of which... I trust um, very much when asked the question, is it smart or can you exercise with persistent AFib? Which is which is what I've got. And I'm only using this because the wording is very, very good and I'd have a hard time remembering the exact wording from my cardiologist. What it says is that you can exercise as much as you want with persistent AFib as long as your heart is under control and you are feeling well. It also goes on to say because the pulse is irregular, checking your heart rate will not accurately measure your workout intensity. That makes sense, doesn't it? So it's much more important for me to run being very aware of how I feel. If, uh, if I get breathless, then I reduce the intensity. Make sense? So let's put that aside. It's completely okay for me to, to run, to walk, to exercise in any form. But I wanted to talk a little bit about what is the effect of this AFib. Well, first of all, and um, this is big to me, Running is not very much fun anymore. I feel like I'm running in sand. Um, I certainly can't go as far. I get very fatigued. So a normal run to me is between 3 and 4 miles, not 5 and 5 plus. So to continue with the AFib discussion, after visits to two cardiologists... I am currently waiting to be scheduled for an ablation. An ablation is a procedure where the cardiologist will go up through a vein in my leg, up into the heart, and actually the spot on your heart where that irregular uh, electrical pulse is being sent, they will scar it in some form sometimes it's heat sometimes it's cold but they will stop that pulse from shooting across or from from having a path to shoot across the heart telling my heart to pump make sense so i'm scheduled for an ablation no i'm not i just lied i am waiting to be scheduled for an ablation which they tell me will be in early 2024. There are just so many ablations being done and so few, I guess, uh, operating rooms is, is one of their issues. So I'm very, very much looking forward to that procedure in early 2024. So although a heart rate monitor doesn't do me any good as far as gauging the intensity I do wear one religiously now just to keep an eye on my heart to make sure it's not beating out of my chest when it hits whoa it's at 171 right now so when it hits that I will back it way down just to keep it in check Here's what I want. Let me give you an example. In the last couple of weeks, I've listened to, well, I listened to a lot of running podcasts, but two in particular that really hit home and make me jealous. One is Carlos, and I typically watch his runs. He will post a podcast and also a video, but his videos, to me, are far better because I can actually see where he's going as he describes it as opposed to just you know trying to paint that picture in my head and the other one is JD and in particular these two will record while they are running which is what makes me very very jealous. Both of them will run at what seems to be an effortless pace. Like they could just go on forever. Um, and although they both are now using the metric system, and so if there's any sort of update on their pace, it's always in um, kilometers per minute, and I don't have the gumption of the brains to uh, convert any of that. And, it's, and that's not important. That's important to them. It's certainly not important to me. What I can tell you is they... They are not breathing heavy at all. And just based on their foot strikes, seem to be moving along at a pretty good pace. Um, Classic example, J.D. I just listened to one a couple days ago. He was doing a three-mile shakeout. No walk breaks. Just gliding along. And every now and then, he would read his heart rate. And I do recall one at 110 one at 117 there was one in the low 120s and he he backed it down um, and that was once again without walk breaks and that just makes me so jealous I went for a coffee walk this morning I was walking at a just under a 20 minute per mile pace and my heart rate was 121 I so want to get back to that so I'm looking at Like I said, early 2024 for that. So now we're all in the same baseline with the AFib stuff, right? So now I need to add insult to injury. So about three weeks ago, and I distinctly remember it was on a Saturday, Saturday afternoon, I happened to be at... I happened to be at Mass with my mother in law. And about halfway through Mass, I started getting a very slight stomach ache. It felt just like any other stomach ache you might get. It's been years since I've actually gotten what I would call a stomach ache, but it started coming on and it built up to a mild case. And at one point, I started to feel like there was a chance that I might throw up. Now there's a long list of places that I have where I don't want to throw up. Church is really, really close to the top. So I told my mother-in-law that I had to go out into the vestibule area and uh, watch the rest of Mass where I could be close to the restroom and I'd meet her later. So I made it through that with uh, without that embarrassing moment and I went home and as the night went on I started feeling worse and worse so that night there was very little sleep and uh, the next morning it was just um, it was just a very bad scene so I laid around in bed for a couple of days with uh, bodily fluids coming out of pretty much all of my orifices. And I tried to work as much as I could, attending different meetings online, and just trying to shut up and listen. And along about Wednesday, I decided this is not getting any better. So I made an appointment with the doctor and went to see the GP. He diagnosed it at the time, some sort of fancy gastro-blah-blah-blah, which is actually a very fancy term for a stomach virus. And he was going to prescribe some sort of antibiotics to me, but he had a concern because normally with stomach viruses, the whole stomach area is painful. Mine was more localized, coming from an area on the right side of my stomach, like right below the rib cage, but more to the right than center. And he didn't want to give me antibiotics until he figured out what the deal was. So he sent me to the hospital for some tests. So the tests were done. The results came back the next day. I had to wait for about a half a day for my doctor to actually read them and call me. And so the bottom line was the test results showed that I have gallstones. And uh, so he sent me to a surgeon. And so it took another day to get in to see him, I'm into the following week. I was, however, starting to feel a little bit better, thank goodness. So the bottom line of that is that. I am now scheduled for gallbladder surgery on December the 7th. It's a rather, so he tells me, easy procedure. Uh, It's outpatient. Takes about an hour. It's done with a robot and making, I think he said three, he may have said two, but just a few very, very small incisions. And, uh, I would, uh, be able to walk, like as an exercise walk, the next day. No running for a while, no lifting for a while, just some gentle walking. I think he said no running for two to three weeks. He would give me the okay sooner than that to get on the elliptical. You can understand the whole jarring of the stomach area or the gallbladder area or where it used to be when there are know, things sewn together. Anyway, no lifting for quite a while because it hurts those muscles. So anyway, now you're up to speed. I have gallbladder surgery scheduled for December the 7th, and I'm waiting for a call from the cardiologist to get scheduled for the ablation in early January. So beyond that, I've been doing a lot of thinking about my health and and, um, my exercise. And I'm looking right now to turn my health and exercise routine on its head as soon as I can in early 2024. So what's that mean and how am I going to do it? Well, I'm not giving up my walks in the morning. I really enjoy those. And I still think they're very good for me. And there's very, very little risk of injury. So, sorry for the huffing and puffing. It's what happens when I run for 30 seconds very slow. So, I'm not giving up those run, or those walks, I should say. And I've been doing those seven days a week, three to five miles. So those will stay. I had been running on top of the walks five to six days a week. Those will be cut back to three to four days a week. And the distance will be anywhere from three to five miles. Because that's all I need to stay aerobically healthy, I don't think any of us would disagree with the fact that running six to seven days a week, five, six, seven miles a day, is uh, is fun. But it's probably overkill when it comes to staying aerobically healthy. Do you agree? I'm also going to add back in. I was pretty good at this before. Before I get hit with this. Uh, Bladder thing. I'm going to add back in three to five days of lifting. But I'm going to add some emphasis and concentration to it. I think an argument, a good argument can be made saying that the lifting as you get older um, is more important than the running. But I just love the running. I'm not giving that up until I absolutely have to. I could probably get away with 3 to 5 mile walk every morning and lifting 3 to 5 days a week and consider myself pretty healthy for my age. So, the bottom line is I'm looking for overall health, not necessarily to be able to run a half marathon. So, I'm really looking forward to this new plan. But Due to circumstances beyond my control, I'll have to wait until early 2024. And to add some accountability, which I think is always good and helps me—at least, at least me—it helps me a lot. Um, until I can make all of this a habit, I will be chatting uh, more often and a little bit more detail at my podcast that I call Kevin. Unplugged. So now, all of you kind souls who have hung in there, you're up to date. Feel free to listen to uh, Kevin Unplugged for more details as I move along, and uh, probably give some more general updates on this podcast as we as we move forward. Um, I think that's all I got. I will end by saying that given all of this recent drama, I still recognize exactly how blessed I am and how thankful I am and how much I have to be thankful for. And that's very, very important um, for my mental health. I recognize all that. So as I let you go, I will wish you all once again a happy Thanksgiving, and thanks to all of you for being on my list of things I have to be thankful for. More later. Y'all enjoy your extra mile.